Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. All right, team, Scoop is back. We're going to be going through all of the teams. They're going to be very well in, in conception here. We're going to kick it off with the Broncos. Scoop had a cracking year last year, 129th. Uh, was my arch rival throughout the entire year. Uh, I just snuck in there at 101st myself. But, uh, yeah, so plenty of good information coming from Scoop. These are his projections here. Uh, so this video is going to be a lot of, of him talking and, and finding out sort of uh, where he's at because you get a lot from myself. So it's nice to have someone else on our channel. So welcome in, Scoop. How you been? What's uh, what's new and how excited are you for the season? Oh, I'm keen, Jamie. I'm keen. It's good to be back. 2024 has rolled around and that means the preseason's just around the corner. And yeah, what, what, what better way to get stuck into some numbers? So yeah, the Broncos and the Bulldogs will be going through today, I think. And uh, there's a couple of guys in there who should be quite interesting. I think I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be fringe uh, cash cows that we're just going to have to put our noses down and pick the right ones. Yeah, just talk us through the colors that you've got here. Yeah, so blue I've got down as Elite Gun. Like, just no brainer if you want to buy them or not. Uh, Payne Haas is the one on there. I've got the light green as potential cash cows, but a bit riskier. And then just the solid green as just... Just tick them in your team. Yeah, beautiful Pikura down there. Cool. All right, let's just go through from the top then. Jesse Arthurs, there's a little bit of a chat around him, potentially at center or the wing position. Do we avoid this man? Oh, well, if he is on the wing, yeah, definitely avoid. But I have heard some more center chat around him in the last couple of weeks. So it will be interesting because he is a bit cheaper than uh, uh, Mariner and Hoto. So if he does end up there, I think he usually scores sort of low 30s around that 30 point and then a very good Broncos attacking team maybe does a little bit better so if he's named at wing like last year same old same old avoid if he's named at center take a second look at him because there aren't that many good center options going around at the moment there's a big thing with him was uh, people looking at him in that grand final and how well he played and how much he helped them so um, yeah there could be a little bit of bias in that from one game but for the majority of, of his statistical games there He's very, very low at that point. And uh, as we get through the video, guys, we've got the the pack predictor as well, which he's come up with. And and at this stage, it's all obviously a little bit of a working it out from last year, but then some potential guesses at this stage. So this will change throughout the preseason as well. But it's great when you're looking 
at that full top 30 squad to be able to work out sort of where guys are going to sit, especially those forward uh, forward minutes. Because uh, if you can get a guy that, that averages great minutes, um, we know that they're going to make a lot of money in our size due to their consistency. Fletcher Baker is one of those men that we need to speak about now. At 360K, he comes in fairly cheap price at 26 coming over from the Roosters. So there's a few things going his way with Flegler leaving and him changing club and potentially a bigger minute role. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, I don't mind him if he if he starts. He's pretty much just a lock in your team. On the bench, it's sort of a little bit harder to see. I think that he or Kobe Hetherington or Corey Jensen will either will pick up more of Flegler's minutes. And at this stage, I think Jensen will probably start there. But um, Fletcher Baker seems like he'll slot in for a, a decent few minutes because, I mean, they brought him over from the Roosters for a reason. Flegler's leaving that he needs to be replaced in some form. So I think he does have some um, value. I just don't quite know if it's sort of that 8 to 10 points we're looking for. It just depends where how the pack lines up, I guess. Yeah, I, I probably see him taking Jensen's role off the bench, hey? And, and if, even if he starts, I don't see a difference between his minutes, I'd say, starting or off the bench, personally. Um, maybe it's a couple of minutes, but um, yeah, his, his PPM is pretty solid. If we can get that sort of 40 minutes, I think that's enough uh, to, to get some pretty clear sort of eight eight points of value at minimum, maybe that 10 or so. But uh, yeah, he's definitely someone to keep on our radars. And I'm sure with this team, we'll find out more through trials, more just li- listening to Kevy Walters as well. Paddy Carrigan, 57.8 is what he's priced at. He broke out last year. Can he maintain that or can he go even to the, the next level of sort of Isaiah Yo numbers? I think he can definitely maintain it for sure. I mean, we saw what he did last year. He was Mr. Consistent, showed up every week, did fantastic in origin. And honestly, with he played a couple of games at the edge at the end of last year as well. So if he do, if they do any mixing about and he shifts to edge for 15 minutes, who knows? Maybe they could even boost his minutes a little bit with Flegler leaving as well. So I think there's very little chance he goes down and some uh, room for improvement into maybe the low 60s. So don't know if I'd want to quite start with him. It's like a guy who's just below a captaincy option. It costs a lot of money, but he's a very solid player. Just shows how amazing Isaiah Yo is, isn't he? Because there's just no no other guys out there that can go that full 80 at 13. You'd think Carrigan would be able to, but he still is nowhere near that, those minutes for the most part. Cobo, uh, 41 average. So it's a pretty it's a pretty high number. Um, do you expect more of the same for him? Yeah, to be honest, there's very few wingers you want to bring in that aren't very cheap. Selwyn Cobo has, I guess, more of a fantasy-friendly game than most. But yeah, priced at 41 already. He's probably one I'm looking for if he goes for four or five games without a try for some reason, dips 100K every chance, then he goes on a run and makes that back. So one to monitor, but not to start the year. For sure. Uh, Payne Haas, is he a guy that you're looking to start with this year? He seems to score super well at the beginning of every season. I just can't see anybody who's going to push Haas early season in the mids. It's just he went to almost the next level last year. We've seen him be consistent one or even slightly over one PPM per game. And last year he went up to, what was it, 1.08, which is enormous. And I don't think he had basically any tries, try assists or anything. I think he had like one or two all year. So, I mean, early season, it's all played through the middle. If he goes over for the odd 
got one, or gives an offload assist to somebody going through the line, he could push high 60s at least for the first few rounds. Yeah, and he comes in about 100K more expensive than he did the previous year. So last year was an absolute slam dunk, sort of value plus top gun. This year, you're just getting him in for the points, you'd say here. And I suppose the only thing that I think would push people away from Haas is how many mid-range and cheapies are in that mid position and you you know maybe there's another position that's kind of lacking in in cheapy so you might have to get a gun in that position that's probably the only thing that will sway me away from him but i think likely he's in my side as well heatherington yeah i suppose the thing with heatherington for me is i see him obviously more of that sort of 13 plug a hole kind of player whereas baker is he's that out and out front rower which is what he's replacing with flegler so Hetherington, does he end up getting more minutes or does he kind of maybe gain sort of five or so extra and plays a similar role to last year? Yeah, I think there's less likelihood that he will get more minutes over someone like Fletcher Baker and things like that. I think the outcome we'd be looking for is if he moved to lock and Carrigan moved to prop. But honestly, I think, I think that's not very likely given they went out and bought Fletcher Baker. So... One to look for if that does happen. Otherwise, probably just go the other guys. You know, as you've got their PPM really low in those bigger minutes games, isn't it, in the end? Well, last year was. Yeah, it, it's a funny thing because Carrigan and Haas eat up so many minutes. He probably needs at least 50 minutes at lock to be all right. And with those two big boppers there, I don't know whether he would. Yeah, for sure. And then maybe even Jensen seemed like a bit of a goer. He could even increase 5 or 10 as well. Uh, Deluise Helder. At 450. So he's kind of pushing for that spot that Dean Mariner's looking at as well and, and Jesse Arthur's as well. There's sort of what two spots between four of them, including Corey Oates. Do we see much value in him if he gets a spot or is that 450 just too high now? I prefer Mariner. There is some upside, and given Herbie did so well on that on that left side last year, I think there is some upside for him. Just I just don't love it quite as as much as some of the other options there. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Hunt, we're just needing injuries for him to get a chance. And then if he, even if he does get a chance, we need to watch him for a few games, right? Yeah, surely. Yeah. Corey Jensen. So 466, probably a bit too expensive for us to even look at at this, at this point, even if he does get a few more minutes. Yeah, I think he can push high 30s, but I really don't see anything more than that. He's not, I think he's like 29. So like, if he hasn't nailed down as a gun spot by then, I think they're sort of looking more towards the future, even though he'll be there for a while. I don't think they'll go uh, and look to use him for 40, 50, 60 minutes compared to guys like Fletcher Baker as they move into the next few years. Yeah, just seem to do a job. Jockey Madden, we just need an injury to, to Reynolds for him to be any type of relevance, right? Yep, and he's already priced quite highly for some of the games where that did happen. So I think he'd need a bit of a run in order to do that. So at this stage, just don't even worry about it. Yeah, Ezra Mam, there's a few people speaking about him. Obviously, again, recency bias based off his amazing grand final, but he's at 450K, he's super cheap. But can you explain why he's at 450K for those that are kind of newer to the game? Yeah, Ezra Mam is a perfect example of some of these players who do the one percenters find these holes have amazing uh, insight into the game and help their team perform amazingly, but don't dominate the stats sheet. So if you go to 40 statistics or something like that, you'll see he averaged 32 this year, which seems 
pretty low for someone who had a fantastic year. And the reason for that is Reynolds did all the kicking. Um, he had no goals. And because of his size, he actually had a, a reasonable amount of missed tackles to go along with his flashy tacking plays. So honestly, there's not a lot of base to work from and not a lot of ceiling that you can get for someone unless they go out and score. Like, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Double and break through the line a few times. So he's got a couple of high games but he's also got quite a few low games in him that just makes him not really that interesting from an actual fantasy perspective. Yeah, the only time he went over 50 was when he got a double, and then his other double was 49. So, yeah, that's not very nice to look at, that's for sure, uh, with Ezra. So I think we're avoiding him very clearly on that front. Even if he does score tries, it's still not going to be much more than a 30-odd average. Dean Mariner, give us your thoughts on him. As uh, A lot of us are likely going to have him if he's named in the center or even on the wing, I'd say. Uh. Wing, maybe not. But yeah, give us your thoughts on him. I think he's a pretty good option and a reasonably safe option due to his ownership if he does start centre. There is definitely some upside. He's got a reserve grade average that's pretty good for a centre. He's a reasonably good tackle breaker. He's on that dominant left-edge Broncos highly attacking team. But I mean, it's really hard to expect keeper center average for somebody who's only just getting started in the NRL. So I think he has upside. I don't know if it's quite as much as we probably want, mm-hmm. but with so many of the other people uh, going along with it at this stage, if he does fly for some reason, you're really, really falling behind the eight ball. Yeah. For 450, if he scores anywhere near some of the keeper level guys, you're in, you're in strife. And I suppose that's the, the main issue is that he's in such a good team. If you do want to fade him, that uh, he's going to get those opportunities to score like outside Walsh, the outside man uh, on that left-hand side. It, it would be too hard to miss with the center and the and the wing fullback jewel as well. Uh, yeah, it'd be very tough to leave out. Uh, Moser, he's probably third or fourth in the pecking line, so we're, we'll leave him out at this point, right? Corey Oates as well, even if he does get the spot, we're kind of just hoping that he doesn't for, for a fantasy sense. Corey Pakes... Again, what, second, third, third even, I'd say, after Smoothie now in, in the pecking order, so avoid. Jordan Pereira, I love this man. I can't believe he's they've priced him at 688, and you've got that uh, in there as well. It, it's it's quite funny, actually, because there's some players they've given discounts for playing six games or less, and there's some players they go, oh, they might score really well this next year. We won't give them that discount just so that they're not, like, humongously owned for some reason. But Jordan Pereira's probably one of those funny ones that slip through the net just doesn't look like playing very much. Yeah. And they haven't discounted So 688K, even if he doesn't play, please don't buy him. He'll probably drop 200K and you'll be kicking yourself. The thing is, though, he's so good that even, yeah, he could he could average 50 when he gets a game. Like, his base stats are incredible. And if he scores a few tries, like, there's a reason he averaged 50 last year, right? But um, 
uh, and has like been a 40 plus guy in the past. It's hilarious that, um, that the, yeah, that that's one of the ones that they've, they let through the keeper. That's for sure. Uh, your thoughts on Piakura, mate? Piakura is one of the few slam dunks this year. There's not a lot that can go wrong with him, I think. So you've got Kurt Capewell moving over to the Warriors. That opens up an 80-minute slot on the Broncos' edge. He's not going to set the world on fire in fantasy. There's edges that uh, do more more tackle breaks and can average in the 50s. He's not one of those players, but he's priced at 29. It's going to take an absolute nightmare for him not to make good money. It's just low risk, high upside. So put him in your team. Yeah, under 400 just looks so pretty, doesn't it? Uh, Adam Reynolds seems to be a guy that he does lure a few people in, doesn't he, at different times in the season, but he's very much just sits around that 50 average. What are your thoughts? He's one of those guys that is both good enough in the points to suck you in, think you're, you're doing well, and big enough name that a lot of people who aren't experienced will go out and buy him. But if you buy Adam Reynolds and chuck him in your team over like, say, uh, a DCE even, not even thinking about like the top, top guys like Cleary, mm-hmm. he's just going to lead you points for somebody who doesn't have much upside compared to the other guys in that position. And he's really only someone who you might maybe want to put on your bench in your final team, but... Really, there's a lot of other better options in other positions or better options that score better in this position that you just want to buy instead. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Ricky, do we see any improvement on him? He did start playing better, I think, in general footy last year, but still hit that 41 average. Just leave him out. Yeah, it's it's going to take a different a change to his game to become more fantasy relevant. If it's in the same role as for multiple years in a row, it's not much value. Yeah. Tristan Saylor is their backup fullback. So we saw him score well at average of 40 last year. Even if he does come, if Walsh does happen to get injured, he will be the man and he's too, too expensive at 550. So a bit sad, but uh, not going to happen. Uh, Smoothie at 278K being the, the second hooker in this side after Billy Walters. Is he an avoid even at that price of 278 with sort of 30 or so minutes? Yeah, look, there's two positions from the bench that you should almost always avoid in fantasy and only one that sometimes works. The two that you should avoid are bench hookers that play for like 15, 20 minutes, like the Storm bench hookers um, and your Corey Pace type, Tyson Smoothie types and bench edges. They just don't have the work rate or the points to score any sort of value. And the middles are really the only ones you ever want from the bench to be honest so just just let Tyson Smoothie through to the keeper yeah it's great to know thank you Katoni Staggs of 551 the roller coaster that he is any thoughts on him uh I think he priced himself out of contention like he's we thought he'd do not too bad at the beginning of last year but he just kind of middled along and didn't do a lot until late season and then he had a couple of huge games I think he had like a three game average of 70 or something like that and then because of that late season, they actually priced him up a little bit. So, yeah, it's just not really somebody that I want to look at at that price. can't believe they priced him up. Uh, Marty Tabau, he's going to play a few minutes off the bench. Not relevant. Ben Takura at 2.30, likely one of the last in his top 30, right? So avoiding for now. Reese Walsh at 6.64. Do you see much upside in him? I think there is upside to be had. I think... We saw what Ponga could do late in the season when you've got a very good attacking fullback 
who has some good defense as well. Walsh has got that sparkling upside who can make you 35 points in 10 minutes, but can then also go missing for parts of the game stats-wise and also make a few errors. So if he does learn over the next year or two to become more consistent and an accumulator, he will be one of the best uh, backline players to own in the game bar none. But at the moment, I think we need to see that from him before I want to get on to start the year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Billy Waltz is a 454. He's actually owned by a few people, strangely enough. Uh, the price point, the minutes, is he in a void? Yeah, he's just not got enough money in him. He might have a couple points. He played more minutes at the back end of last year. It was quite an interesting trend. But even though it's interesting, three points is not enough. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Xavier Willison, to finish things off, He's a little bit higher in the pecking order than a few of the guys we mentioned, but 263K, does he, again, just need too many of the guys to get injured? Yeah, I think he's probably my 17th guy on the Broncos bench for mine. So he's ahead in the pecking order of a lot of them. Yeah, needs a few injuries to become uh, reasonably relevant. So if you look at what I've got down here for the Broncos pack predictor, we've got Jensen absorbing a few, a few of those missing minutes from Flegler and Baker sort of moving into that Jensen role. I can't see Baker getting too many more minutes than that unless they really just decide to use the youth instead of Jensen. And uh, the rest is pretty standard. Carrigan's going to play big minutes. Haas is going to play big minutes. Yuka is going to play 80 and be really valuable. Baker's probably the only one you'd want to look at if he manages to get some more minutes. So, yeah. Not too bad, but Piakura full steam ahead. Baker, maybe. It's a tough bench, isn't it? You're even looking like they're Hetherington with 25. Like, does he does he probably get more minutes? And I suppose the question is who who's it taking off? And you know, Xavier Wilson with 15, that probably makes sense that one of these guys has to go low. Um, but does Hetherington somehow sneak 30 odd and, and you've only got you know Jensen and Baker at 40 and 35, so they're both fairly low at that. And yeah, you can't really see Haas playing any less minutes than that. Pika yeah, and Ricky. When you've, when you've got a pack leader in in Flegler, an Origin player who's was a really really important part of this Broncos team late season, if they leave, why would the other leaders go down? Like it just doesn't make sense. So it has mm. to, it has to come from the rest of the bench and how it's made up. You can't expect Haas or Carrigan to make way to get some of these fringe guys bigger minutes. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's right. Yes, it definitely makes Flake, uh, Flaker, Fletcher Baker a, a slightly in- interesting, you know, might not have enough value. But you'd imagine there's a little bit there. So at worst, he'll make a bit of money as a, a guy that you can start with and not have to use a trade on, like, you know, to bring in to make that money. So, yeah, it's interesting. Let's see how many uh, extra guys pop up across the season because he might be a guy that you could just let 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 go through and, and kind of see what happens. So, yeah, it's a very interesting pack predictor thanks for that and, and good to have all the value in there as well as you know as what you think they'll end up with if they keep that ppm so yeah it was a great start there scoop the uh the broncos they eh? a very interesting team they're gonna be fun to watch again this year and uh yeah where do you have them in your ladder this year do you have them kind of minor premiers or second or third i think i think losing two really important players in flegler and farnworth will impact them a little bit more than they think, but I still think they're top of the tree. I think they're probably, I reckon I have them fourth 
still and Cape well. There you go. Three yeah, gone. True, true. So yeah, fourth for me. That's fair. I'll I'll slot them in. I'll slot them in second. I think they'll I think they'll win a lot of games again. Um, Panthers will just be there again, won't they? So wild, wild times. All right, we'll leave that one there, and we'll get into the Bulldogs. Will be our next team coming up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 